0: Good morning, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Housing Information You Can Trust. Right here for next two hours with the Inside Outside Guys. My name is Ken Carverley, and I am the Outside Guy.
1: Well, good for you, Latida. La-ti-da. <laughs> <That's your laughs> Chuck Brightside, way to start out, buddy. <laughs> Love you. <ya. laughs> Hey, we're going to have fun today. We're going to be talking to our listeners. We're going to be talking to a new team partner up in the northern climes that we've been waiting for. Yes, sir. So yes, sir. life is good, man.
0: Life is good. Hey, let's start off by congratulating you and I. 25,000 followers on the Inside Outside Guys Facebook page. Good job. That's
1: huge. You've done most of that. Good that, job. That's huge. That's,
0: that's, that's We really enjoy So people. is
1: that huge without an H? That's huge. 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 That's huge.
0: Huge. So thank you everyone who's a follower of the Inside Outside Guys Facebook page. And that's all we really do is the Facebook page stuff. That's all we're capable well, of Well, it's not political.
1: Age. It's often funny. It's always educational. It's never political. That's kind of the recipe, right? We,
0: yes. You know, besides housing information people can trust, I think a lot of the reasons, we hope a lot of the reasons people do come on here is because we do not get political. We will not get political. This is a um, a show where we want to help you. Stay in your house house, and be healthy, or anything else,
1: and stay healthy. And safe. Yep. And because the show is expanding uh, and the listenership is expanding, we're also uh, anticipating doing something that uh, provides you some trusted professionals out state. Yes. Uh, that may take us a few months to get up and running. Or the rest of the state, yeah. Yeah, the rest of the state of Michigan. We've got a few great team partners that, that basically cover the state. FSM has done it for quite a while. Yep. Yep. Um, but we're looking to do more of that. Hey, let's not forget. I don't know if you're gonna. I saw your truck is empty, so you you you, you not see my truck empty. My truck has lumber in it right now. Jeez, I was gonna lie in uh, in favor of doing this next promo. You don't lie. Stop. I it. did see all the treated wood in it, but you got plenty of room. Okay, for four? some deer cube salt.
0: Deer, oh, okay. Yes, today I, oh, is salt
1: sale Saturday. You could get at least six bags in there. Yep. Well, there any problem? Oh. A lot more than that. Now, here's what people don't know. There's a difference in the salt you buy for your softener, and it's not, (laughs) yeah, price is a difference. But if you take advantage of salt sale Saturday, you can get the absolute best salt on the market for what they're charging for junk elsewhere. Yep. It matters. It does matter. It doesn't bridge. If you've ever had a softener, did you guys have one as kids? We had one. We have one now. And we—I thought you did—and we would get that bridging, that salt bridging, where it's not really working because the salt is partially dissolved, and you've got these caverns of salt in the tank in the reservoir.
0: And look, my softener was installed by Beauchamp Water Treatment Solutions. I've—I've ha- I've had it now for so four or five years. I have—I've had not one issue with it whatsoever. I keep the salt filled in there, and.
1: I forget about it. Use quality salt. There is a difference. today. Salt Sale Saturday. Go out and stock up. It's 99.8% pure DuraCube salt is the only salt you should be buying, and you should be buying it from Beauchamp Water Treatment Solutions. Good job, buddy. Good job.
0: Last week, we took a few minutes. And we went over our website. We kind of went page by page and, and let people know the different um, aspects. Was that of your
1: wife's idea? Because that was really well done. <laughs> Stop it, Chuck.
0: Stop it. You know, if you, if you it's when you start on me this early... I just sit here the rest of the day and write down all the digs I'm going to get on you for the last five (laughs) minutes. You've gotten
1: good at ignoring
0: me. Yeah, you're right. You're right. My work wife. (laughs) Don't say it. But what I wanted to say is when we went through all this last weekend, and, and we have really been promoting our email. And on the FM stations, the sister stations, we want people to know we're there. There are so many people, Chuck, so many people who have no idea how to do anything around their house. There's so many single ladies or, or single guys that have no idea how to do anything around their house and they have no to ask. They have nobody to turn to. Yeah. That's why we're here. We want to help you. We, we want to help you with any issues you have in your house. And if you get an email letter from us and you don't like the answer, feel free to email us back and say, I need this, this, and this. Yeah. So we will do everything we can to try to help any homeowner out there. And you mentioned other states. We get emails from every state of the union. I mean, we I know, had of cool. just Texas the other day. All over the place, and and Northern Michigan, where where traditionally our signal is not supposed to go, but it does. Yeah, bounces we get off the Great Lake. So many
1: emails. Yeah.
0: So many emails at the Inside Guys dot com.
1: We enjoy it. We invite it. We respond to everyone personally. If we ever don't get to you, it's an honest mistake, and we just ask you to try a second time. And
0: some days it may take a few days for us to get back. I mean, lately <laughs> we've been playing catch-up. It's just amazing. We can we can literally sit there and answer 20 emails a day each and still not be caught up. But there gets to be a time where, you know, okay, this is enough for today. I'll come back tomorrow.
1: It takes so it out of you. It does. To it does. try to do it well. But we enjoy it. Keep them coming. Yep. I love it. I love it. I love it. You know, it's funny. The article this coming Friday in the Detroit News Homestyle section is going to be for contractors only. No one else is allowed to read it unless you're a contractor. And it's going to be about gross profit, gross margin. Ooh. And it's interesting. Our economist buddy, Elliot Eisenberg, who's out on the uh, East Coast, us a thing on, on uh, Friday For a $3.25 cup of coffee, right, rent of the facility you bought it at is $1.13 of that. Staff and wages, $0.81. Tax, $0.50. Profit, $0.32. And he breaks it down. And it, it was an interesting precursor thinking ahead to the article next week because that's basically what we're going to explain to contractors to make sure that they're making the money they should.
0: No, that's that's wonderful advice because I was one of those guys and there are so many guys out there and they just don't know accidentally start a business. Yeah. You know, for, for lack of a better good word. At something. That Yeah, they they just know that they're good at installing this product or good at providing this service, and they start doing side jobs, and next thing you know, those side jobs are getting overwhelming, so they quit their other job and they start a business. But they don't know that word margin and how – it's the most important word in business.
1: It's funny. um, I I spent a lot of years not understanding it. And I supposedly had been taught how to do it in college. Maybe I wasn't listening those days. But long story short, I think I look back at the money I left on the table. I was lucky enough to survive. Yep. But a lot of people don't survive because financially they're not doing it correctly. You're right. Right?
0: Well – they're not doing everything correctly because you and I, you know, we, we we for lack of a better word, we try to help educate people out there on how to be be a better business owner. Yeah, and you can do everything right. You can you can treat your customers right. You can have the best reviews out there. But if you're not making the margin, and yeah. In the economy we've had the last couple of years, that's a moving target. Okay. So if homeowners aren't, or business owners aren't keeping up with where that margin needs to be, as the inflation gets worse, oh. then they're going to be in trouble and not even know it to the end of
1: the year. When we have a 2007 or 2008. You got and, it. And everything crashes again, those companies disappear. We'll talk more about that in the article uh, this coming Friday and, of course, yes. yesterday's article as well.
0: Yes. You know, Chuck, you and I have always had great your, – your father, my father – I was at a a Veterans funeral this week, my stepfather, have so much respect for veterans, just like Kearns Brothers does. You know, Mike Kearns, his family, they're all veterans, and they want to give back.
1: I agree. And if you don't respect what those people have invested in our safety, our health, our enjoyment of life, Shame on you. We love a company that honors
0: them. And because they give back to veterans, that's one reason that when you need a new roof, you want to definitely consider Kearns Brothers.
1: Welcome back, everybody. We do appreciate you being with us. Phone lines are going to be open uh, very soon, 888-654-4897. We'd love to hear from you in person. Uh, we love the emails, but it's more fun to talk to you on the phone.
0: We absolutely do. Hey, coming up at 1030, you're going to uh, hear a new team partner, David George, from Dust Out. If you have a house that's very dusty, it's starting to drive you crazy. You need to get those uh, those Ducks Clean, do you want to listen to Brian George? He covers a lot of Metro Detroit area, especially the northern reason, regions. So that will be happening at 1030.
1: Dave George? No,
0: I said Dave yeah. George. What's I right. say? Brian, I'm sorry. Oh, I'm Thank sorry. You. David George, I apologize. No
1: problem. Uh, home prices are accelerating. They're re-accelerating. Uh, we mentioned that last week. Interest rates... Again, they're saying we're going to get another small hike, which I don't agree with, but no one bothered to call me this week and ask. So (laughs) Um, it's crazy. Uh, But long story short, it's that old thing. I think we're going to see a continued uh, strong market in remodeling and fixing up the house you got.
0: You know what? That's that's what we've seen for a long time. What's crazy to me, Chuck, is right now, because the thing that realtors... We heard the main complaint about for so many years is inventory, inventory, inventory. There's not enough inventory. Well, there is now. There's over 21% more now than there was last year when it comes to
1: inventory. Which still isn't enough, but it's still a big jump. Right. And you wouldn't think
0: so, Chuck, but year over year, we're up about a year, uh, excuse me, 1% in housing prices. I know. know. 1%. And, hey, as long as it's going upwards. But, you know, you and I. They'll go up. I I like to make sure you and I mention this because you and I started the inside outside guys. And what we knew at the time (laughs) was the worst housing crisis you and I'd ever seen. Uh, And I just remember, it's funny because I think so many people forgot about how bad it was back then. And, And I remember you and I talking about, because so many people lost either a third to half of the value in their home. And we had callers calling us panicked, worried, what can they do? And our response was, Just stay pat. People losing their homes. Yeah.
1: That was the – they had given – I mean, right now, the uh, median monthly mortgage takes almost 36% of people's gross monthly income, which is too high. I agree. I agree. And that sets them up for disaster if their income doesn't continue to increase over the next several years and if their house doesn't continue to appreciate, which you and I think will, right? Right. Right.
0: I, I I remember watching a, uh, probably two, three years after the housing crisis began, watching a special, and I've told this before, but it's been a couple of years, with Alan Greenspan, the old Fed chair. It was called House of Cards and how the housing industry collapsed back then. Oh. And it was because they were giving loans to people who just couldn't afford yeah. it. Yeah, they couldn't and, afford and, to pay them back. And, and they did these drive-by appraisals when, yep, that looks like a $500,000 house, and then gave them the loan. And what I thought was the most ironic part of this program was at the very end, they said to him, you know, how did it happen, he explained, and he says, and it will happen again. It will happen again. You get
1: an administration that gives money to people that can't pay it back and that shouldn't be borrowing it in the first place, that you set yourself up for that kind of a disaster. Right, right, yeah. right, right. So far, that's not happening, and the fact that interest rates keep going up really kicks a lot of people right out of, <laughs> out of the market. But again, uh, you and I believe that it bodes well for the remodeling market. You yes, know, so, yeah. That will remain strong. People are still going to invest in their homes. They still are. You know, it just makes sense that you would because all home prices are accelerating. So yep, why, why absolutely. You take care of what you got.
0: Absolutely. Eight 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 six five four 654 guys which equals eight 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 six five four four eight nine seven. 654 4897 You mentioned next week's article in Detroit uh, News Homestyle sections. What about this week's article in the Detroit News homestyle section? You know, if you're, uh, you and I talk about this all the time, how people should prepare. If you know you need new windows next year, you should be preparing now. How do you prepare for that now, Chuck? How would someone get ready for that now?
1: Uh, you know, it's interesting because we get questions like this all the time on emails. How soon should I be talking to a contractor? And sooner is always better. Right. Because one of the things that an expert can tell you, you were, you're an expert at the masonry concrete side. A few years ago, if I called you and said, Ken, I'm pouring 20 by twenty, four inches thick with steel, blah, 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 gave you a specification, you could tell me a price over the phone. Sure. Because you were an expert. About, at yeah, around. Yeah. The park, yeah. But, I mean, you know it would be close. And we tell people to start talking to pros early so that they can establish a budget so that they can start... Finding that money. That's thats one of the things you need to do.
0: In the article, one thing it says, when people have an issue, they've hired someone, they have a major issue. Here's what you hear from them all the time. We tried so long to get someone out here. We hired the first person that showed up with a credible proposal. <sighs> and we hear that all the time. We're going to continue talking about that throughout the show. But right now let's go to the phones. Let's talk to Mike from Royal Oak. Good morning, Mike. You're on with the guys.
2: Hey, how are you guys?
0: Good, sir. How can we help you today?
2: Well, my project now is a. Um, we removed the deck. We're putting in pavers, and I have an opportunity to upgrade the electrical to the garage and go ahead and add a gas line there, which is less than 20 feet away from my home. And I'm also putting in a counter with a uh, natural gas barbecue. The questions I have for you are um, they'll be running a poly uh, tubing to the garage and um, the connections on the risers are where I have a question. I just want to make sure they're done right when my uh, plumber's doing the work. And the question is, how high should a riser be, um, the threaded section above the grade before it enters or exits a building?
0: When you say the riser, you mean uh, – explain that, please. You mean, do you mean – do you so, do you want to be able to see the pipe coming out of the building, or do you want to underground? Is that where you're going?
2: Well, it's going to leave my my the the home where the supply will be. It's going to come out with black pipe and then go into the riser. And the riser that's um, going to be used is a Chicago fitting. It's called an X riser. It's actually flexible, and it's like CST that's wrapped, and that's going to go below grade, below the pavers, about sixteen feet to the garage. And then that's going to come up again through the papers and then enter the building in the black pipe. Yeah. And I Are want you going to be if above your roof line with that? that?
1: Some, some of us call
2: that a no. that
1: riser a masthead as well, so we we'll use both
2: those terms. Yeah, I, I guess they would the same thing for a meter. Okay, yeah.
1: So is it is it going to come out penetrate your roof, do you know, or
2: no? No, no it's going to be below the ground. It's coming up through the pavers, and then it'll be uh, um, um, on a like a sidewalk or a uh, walkway entering the garage.
1: Oh, so you're wondering how far that has to come up before it comes into the house? Yes. Gotcha. Yeah. As long as they use the proper fittings on that, I mean, it it a foot can be enough. Um, have you got a qualified electrician out there that's doing the work for you?
2: This is for the gas line. I'm talking, not the electrical. I'm sorry. I might be making a mistake here. Um, I'm talking about the supply for the gas line that goes. Okay. Move, when you um, said
1: black pipe that threw us, and we were sitting here going, "Wait a minute," they're not going to run. The okay. I'm black pipe. Pipe. Oh, yeah. Oh, Okay. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's okay. That's okay. <laughs> okay. That's fair. Uh, you know, the same answer would apply. I mean, that there's no. The biggest thing is to make sure that that's identified know that you know exactly where it is for future reference but the reality is it can they, be under grade yeah they, they they come up below grade and go straight in or they can come up and, and come up your siding before they go in
3: your okay, gas is not a minimum
2: height someone, someone has, i had been told on two different occasions that it has to come up a certain height with the threaded section before it can convert the black pipe to either enter or exit a building and I and, and I just want to confirm that that there is no minimum other than what's on the on the riser there's a minimum there's a sticker on it that says do not bury below this grade so and I think it's three and a half inches so yeah, anything honest, above nice. that I'm assuming is going to be fine.
1: Yeah, I think it's around twelve inches, but I'd verify with the person doing the installation. Are you doing it yourself?
2: Well, I'm actually doing the trench work and I'm buying the supplies for him, and then he's going to do all the connections, oh. So I'm. You know that's not. I'm. I'm not, I don't mess with gas.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's a good question for our, our, our plumbers, Ron or Dave, to ask them. If anyone's out there listening, they know the the perfect answer. Let us know. But I don't think there is. I don't I think don't they're they're careful too careful on that.
1: I think they have to be up on uh, at least, like I said, twelve inches off. Have you got a meter installed on the side of the house yet? Uh,
2: that's in the front of the house. And the last thing is, is one inch supply to the garage uh, minimum?
1: One-inch OD on the pipe? Is that what you're asking? Yes. Yeah, that's typical. But I will tell you you this. For Uh, residential
0: residential application, that's typical. You see it all the time. So let's go to the break, and we can talk about this. We also have a guest coming up after the break. One of the reasons we really, really like referring Mac Farland painting is because they saw the need for a handyman division. So they can come in. They can repair anything you need repaired, interior, exterior. Then paint it and look beautiful.
1: MacFarlane Painting. Welcome back, everybody. We do appreciate you being with us. I want to remind you, after this uh, phone call from our new sponsor that we're excited about, we're going to be taking your phone calls at eight 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 six five four four eight nine seven.
0: Whenever the inside outside guys are done with the process of qualifying a, a new team partner. One of the first things we'd like to do is get that team partner on the air and introduce them to our audience. And right now we have with us David George who's the owner of Dust Out. Dust Out is a a local company that takes care of air duct cleaning, aerosol duct cleaning, dryer vent cleaning, carpet cleaning, tile and grout and upholstery cleaning. Does that cover it all
4: David? Yes, that pretty much covers covers everything. <laughs> Excellent.
0: David, tell Do us a favor, introduce yourself to the audience. Tell us about uh, Dustout, please.
4: Well, uh, I've been doing this for uh, about 15 years. And when I started, you know, just typically started out with one truck and then grew from there. And over the years, you know, we got bigger and bigger, um, adding different services for the customer, trying to be like a company that can be the best at doing Um, a service that will help people indoors. Um, And we started adding, you know, the aero sealing after the duct cleaning and also the carpet cleaning. So we're kind of just like, you know, we can come in and do all your cleaning services, not just duct cleaning and dryer vent, but pretty much all the carpet cleaning and aero sealing as well.
1: Now, David, will the same techs generally handle all of that or will people be seeing different uh technicians show up at their house uh
4: that's a great question um all my techs are uh certified to do aero sealing and duct cleaning Um, i have two technicians that are certified just for the carpet cleaning Um, so they do majority of all the uh carpet cleaning so We have different certifications for different people, but sometimes, you know, um, people do team up when we're doing a a clean and seal. Um, What we do is we come out there and do the duct cleaning and the aero sealing in the same day. And then the next day we offer a a three-room carpet clean absolutely free. So you'll see the technician coming in the next day to do a cleaning of your carpet after we're done doing the duct cleaning and the aero sealing. Well,
0: you know, it's all about cleaning, and if you're going to go in there and clean the interior, which is the inside, the ducts, I mean, those are what's really putting the dust out there in the, in the home. Will people see a substantial reduction in dust around their house once they have this process done?
4: Uh, yes. I mean, you got to look at the, your furnace as being like the lungs of your home, and when it gets dirty, all it does is just, you know, blow out dust particles that are very fine that stay airborne for sometimes days, and then it settles down onto your furniture, and that's when you have to dust. And by cleaning that, you're really cleaning the the smaller particles that you're really concerned about that you can't see. And after that, you will see a big difference. You won't have to dust as much and the allergies and the you know sinus issues that people have spending time in home, you'll see a big difference.
0: You have her on your website. Uh, if somebody wants to get a hold of you, just go there and enter your zip code. Where are you located exactly, and, and where is your service area?
4: Well, um, we're located in Flint, Michigan, and we've been servicing uh, Midland, uh, Mount Pleasant, Saginaw, Genesee County, um, and Lapeer County, and Port Huron. And we also go down into uh, Livingston and Oakland County.
0: Okay, so that's that's quite a large area.
4: If somebody uh,
0: decided they wanted to use your services, what's the process? How uh, how
4: easy is it? Because I'm sure you guys make it really easy. Well, we do. We try to uh, make it easy for everybody. You always have that generation just likes to call and talk to somebody. <laughs> um, but some of the uh, newer generations um, just... They like to the book online, which we make it very easy. You can go right to our website, choose what you want, pick a day, and then we have four different time slots, what works for you. We have morning, afternoon, a two o'clock, and then the evening appointment for customers. I like that.
1: I like that. A lot of people want to see it done, and it's one of those things that, you know, you can't do it if you're at work and you can't skip work. I I love hearing that. So how far in advance should people be calling you?
4: Well, we're right now we're about a week and a half out, two weeks. So that's our timeline. That's not bad at all. How
1: often should someone have this kind of stuff done?
4: Well, um, it depends if you have, like, for carpet cleaning. um, If you have a lot of animals, you may want to do it um, every quarter or, you know, twice a year. Uh, A lot of customers just do it annually. Um, But for the duct sealing, that's usually, like, one time. Um, And for the duct cleaning, we recommend getting it anywhere from three to five years to get it done. David, whether it's... Uh, air
0: duct cleaning, carpet cleaning, tile or grout cleaning, a lot of it depends on the lifestyle of, of the family or the home. If you're going to have, you know, two parents, three dogs, four kids, they're going to need this stuff done a lot,
4: a lot more often, correct? That's correct. Um, that is correct because when you have animals, they tend, especially if your returns are out down at the floor, the animals like to stay in there um, in the summertime because it takes the heat from their body and it cools them down faster, which <laughs> intense gets the odor and also dog hair into the returns a lot faster. Um, especially with dryer vents, um, the EPA recommends to get them done annually. Um, but with a family of you know, five or six, you should get it done because you're going to be drying clothes a lot more often than you would for a family of three.
0: I'm glad you mentioned the dogs because I, I've noticed it a couple of times when I've walked in people's houses and it really is true that ho- owners of people owners of pets become no, become noseblind or uh, nose blind. They don't smell the odors that other people do when they walk in. And if you if you have someone like your company come in and clean all those areas out, I mean you clean the the carpet, you clean the ducts, you clean the towel, that that's what absorbs those odors odors and you will greatly eliminate that especially if you have it done on a regular basis, correct?
4: That is yes, correct. Yep, you you keep up on the maintenance and you're not going to have a lot of issues.
0: What about on this on your website, customer satisfaction guarantee? Can you talk about that for a second because Chuck and I we talk about warranty all the time, but the G word, the guarantee is a big word to have to stand behind. How does Dust Out stand behind those words?
4: Well, here, we're all about the customer's happiness experience with us. Um, That's basically what we care about the most is doing a qualified job, happy customer. That's all we care about. That's like what we really want is a happy customer. And we guarantee, and it's a 100%. If you're not happy, give us a call. We come out there, make it right as many times, if it takes three times, It doesn't usually take that much, but yeah, we guarantee our work and we, uh, you know, usually, uh, don't really have any callbacks, but we make the customer happy if there ever is. Sure. Sure.
0: Now, right here, you got residential and commercial. Most of the people listening to us right now are homeowners residential, but there are quite a few business owners that listen to us. Speak to the commercial side of your business as well, please.
4: Well, we do a commercial, um, and industrial for, you know, carpet cleaning too. Um, but mainly what we do on the commercial level is the duct cleaning. Um, and also, um, we do chillers, uh, we clean, uh, cooling towers, um, and interior coil cleaning, um, of the cooling towers. And we also do coil cleaning as well.
1: I'm impressed with that. Not many people will get near that. You guys have a broad expertise.
4: Yes, we do. We've been doing it for a long time. Um, We do a lot on the commercial level that people don't realize. But we also do, you know, a lot of residential homes, too.
0: Well, we appreciate you coming on with us today, Dave George. Phone number 810-230-1414. The website go dustout.com. You can also find them at the insideoutsideguys.com David George, owner of Dust Out, new team, partner the Inside Outside Guys. Welcome aboard. Thank you for joining us today. Thanks, sir. David. Thank you. We'll talk to you soon, my friend. Good company. Good guy.
1: You know a company that's been with us a long time. They're great company, great people, great product, great process, and a great guarantee. Great family. I know. Everything about them says if you need replacement windows, that you should be calling Window World. Welcome back, everybody. Appreciate you being with us. I want to remind you from here on out, the phone lines will be open at 888-654-4897. If you don't mind, my partner uh, Mike from Royal Oak called about that um, gas line install. Yeah. There's so many... Here's the bottom line. Your professional is going to do a schematic of what your need or requirement is. If you have a generator, if you have a gas furnace, if you have a gas oven, if you have a gas water heater, all of that plus the length of the pipe that it takes to get the gas to each of those is going to determine the diameter of the material they have to use for the supply coming into the house and the gas meter. Pat Kelly's talked to us many times about this. Yep. And you cannot allow a gas line to go straight underground into the basement. It has to come up to the meter and then into the house. Uh, From there, of course, it's distributed to each appliance. But he had several questions about minimum height and minimum diameter and that kind of thing. And the best thing he can do is get a professional to size it for him and then tell him what he needs. What about calling his local building jurisdiction and asking them? They're going to probably tell them the same thing we just told our audience, that it's going to be different for every house. I, I remember talking...
0: Now, here's why I asked that.
1: No, that's a good question.
0: It is, uh, they should know. If anyone should know, they should know. But so many people are nervous. It's like they don't want to call their building department and ask them any questions. Well, to them. And,
1: and, and two, I mean... Very few homeowners, much less building departments, are going to know what the minimum um, distances those pipes are going to run is. You know, it's different in every house. The meter might come into to a utility or the gas line might come into a utility area in a house, you know, where your total run of pipe is, I don't know, I'm making this up now, 20 feet. Mm-hmm. But it might be such that it comes in at one end of a long ranch and your total total runs you know, to the opposite end of the house and to each branch that runs to a gas appliance is 120 feet. Sure. That makes a difference. So I remember Pat talking about years ago when he first was installing generators in houses when that was still a new thing and how that was a big concern because that generator is operated by natural gas. Right. So they had to make darn sure that you weren't going to rob gas from the furnace in the house. Or the water heater in the house. And that you have enough to power the generator. So that has to be designed. Use, actually, people don't think about that stuff. No, they don't. They use the International Residential Code for it. They use the, uh, uh, there are tables and charts that, that plumbers use to size that black pipe. Uh, a good HVAC company, CNC or Sharon's, can install that for you, can size it for you, can can do it all. And they can do it quickly. But I'm going to depend on them. Right today.
0: And you know what, Chuck, That's I don't want to say it's so many of our answers on our email, but so many times we will get an email that says I had one or two professionals out, I had this person out, and they still can't figure it out. And, and for lack of a better answer, we say if they can't figure it out right there on the job site, we're not going to be able to do it on an email. And we tell them to trust the professional, especially if we know who the professional exactly. is. Trust the professional.
1: And if I ever have a Let's say that I called a plumber to do some plumbing for me. If a plumber told me he couldn't do it, <laughs> I have severe reservations about that plumber. I mean, yeah. that's his or yeah. her area of expertise. If you, that's like saying your, your heart specialist coming in be, the night before surgery and going, I'm not really sure about this. and go, wait a minute, whoa, I don't want you doing it.
0: <laughs> I think a great way to call people out when they say that stuff is, if you can, who can if you can't answer that question, you're
1: the expert. Yeah, if a you're plumber can't ask a plumbing question. Right.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Because then it makes people
0: look at themselves and going, oh, shoot, he's right.
1: Yeah. It really does. I'm willing yeah. to call and pay a specialist, like a plumber in this case, for plumbing advice and work. Right. I'm willing to do that because they know it and I don't. Right. And right. the codes have gotten so convoluted over the decades that you and I have been in this business how to pretend to know them anymore? Every jurisdiction might be a little different. You know, you're fighting; you might be fighting a code enforcement official that tells you something that isn't even in the code, which happens all the, yeah. happens all the <laughs> it time. Yeah, happens all the and time.
0: And we we both called out those officials before going. Hold on, wait, no, show me the code. Show just like from a peace police officer. Okay, sir, show me the law. Oh, because they have to, you know. Yeah, Uh, eagles get involved, unfortunately. Going back to the article in this week's Detroit Home Style section where one of the, I'll quote it wrong, but people are defaulting to the first bid they can get because they're having such a hard time finding bids. And we're seeing this all over the place. We had an email this week at com, where the homeowner said they had got an estimate for a, I believe it was a kitchen remodel. And they were told by the company they would have it within the next one to two weeks. Well, at the two-week mark, they called, and they said it'll be here by next week. At the three-week mark, they called and said it'll be here by next week. So they sent us an email asking us if that's normal. And, yeah, is it normal for some companies? Yes. But if you're – you know, I always said to myself, Chuck – I don't want to get off of the nuts over. You and I no. have always said that we, we don't use a lot of our own team partners because we don't ever want to have the uh, – whenever I've used one of our team partners, I tell them, charge me what you're going to charge anyway. Exactly. Do what don't you're going to charge me. give me a anyway.
1: deal. I don't want to owe you any more than it, you owe me. It, it,
0: exactly. Yep. But if you're going to trust somebody, trust somebody. And when a company puts you off and put you off, puts you off, before the job is even signed, run away.
1: Run away from that job. I always re- reduce that to personal relationships. If that happened with a guy or gal you were dating, or a friend that you thought you were just developing a relationship with, you would take that as a blinking yellow caution light. Don't careful here. Careful. Why would you? Why would you ignore it with a contractor? You and I
0: have always been.
1: You, you and I have a meeting with somebody.
0: You and I are always there first, to the point where they go. How do I beat you guys here? You guys always beat me here. Because it's important. We're showing them that their time is important to us. Yeah. When you are always late, Chuck, you and I, we don't deal with those kind of people. I won't deal with someone who's constantly late because they're telling me my time doesn't matter. And I would never do that to somebody
1: else, ever. <laughs> no, I mean, well, if you did it, it'd be an accident. You'd apologize for it. It'd be a one-time thing, hopefully.
0: And you're talking personal. Yes. Okay, so in the business world, you don't owe those people anything. <laughs> and I've always said I'm never going to beg someone to work for me. No. So I will never call somebody. I told you recently we got bid on garage doors. company never called us back. I didn't call them back. If you don't want to work for me, I'm not going to call you to be yeah. your customer. I, I My line to people have been, I work too hard to be your customer.
1: Yep. Shouldn't have to do that, and we'll talk more about that the article talks about creating a specification so you're, you're bidding apples-to-apples right. apples right. Right. professionals.
0: So you realize that your furnace is 25 years old, and next year you need a furnace. Now's the time to start doing your research,
1: right? Man, I agree a 1,000%. I would start out by calling a great company, which we talked about in the article, like C&C Heating and Air Conditioning. If I talk to them, I know I'm going to get a great specification. That allows me then to be educated and to talk to other professionals.
0: The decades and decades in business and the way they keep their customers happy and satisfied says all you need to know about C&C Heating and Air Conditioning.
1: Welcome back everybody We appreciate you being with us Phone lines are open at 888-654-4897 I want to say thanks to Dave and Brian Back at the Golden Tower For doing what they do to help us sound good You are finding out And you're you're a pro How brutal it is To do the right thing When building a deck Rebuilding a deck (laughs) (laughs) Ken came in In a wheelchair (laughs) Crutches hobbled up, bent over. It's a lot of work. I I almost wish I didn't know how to do it. (laughs) Isn't that the truth? There's there's times when I hire a guy and I am so grateful that I wasn't even tempted.
0: Yeah, uh, Chris Rigney over at Spectrum Ray has been helping me out. He came out this week and set the the detail for the railings. And uh, we have a couple great deck people, one far east side, one far west side. We'll talk about them as we go on. But, you know, I had the ability to, to do the deck myself. And I what I did differently this time, and my wife noticed it recently that I never used to do is, I'm taking my time. When I was young, Chuck, I wouldn't go to bed until I finished this part, or I, or I or I, or I finished or I got to that part.
1: Mold my lawn in the dark at 10 p.m. a yeah. lot of summer nights. I know how stupid my
0: <laughs> Jeez. railing is not going to come into four to six four to five weeks. So that gives me four to five weeks to finish, and that's what it's going to take me out. I, Thursday, I spent about six hours doing those little things that you're never going to see
1: once the deck's on. Well, and there are things that, luckily, you've had the input of a lot of professionals you know. Yes. But yes. if you're dealing with a company like Dex Unlimited, that's all they do. They're like the heart surgeon you and I talked about You know, last segment, wasn't it? Yes. Yes. They are a specialist, and they're going to do all those little tiny things that will make it right, make it strong, make it safe, make it last, make it valuable. Right, right, right. Like I said, when I had Chris Rigney from Spectrum Mounting
0: Over, he pointed out some things that I didn't think of well, because he does it sure. every day. yeah. He does it every day. talk to somebody. But my to only yep. issue... Is soreness, okay. The up down, the up down on my knees. <laughs> the, the next day, well, Thursday, like I said, I started in the morning. I had to go pick up my eighteen month year old grandson You're by four thirty. It must be healthy. Yeah, and it's funny because him <laughs> yeah. and I had so much fun that <laughs> night. My daughter texted me yesterday, said, "Dad, Leo's been asleep for three hours. What did you guys do yesterday?" I said, "That's okay. You I was wore him out. I was asleep for two. <laughs> we, both, that, we both we both took a
1: nap." when you wore out your young. A grandchild. And he warmed
0: me out. <laughs> but you know, Chuck, we the things I'm doing on my deck now, I'm putting a new post in today because against the house it was just lagged into Well
1: explain to everybody. It comes out about what, eight or nine feet up?
0: Yeah, it's about a nine foot high deck and it is my door wall cantilevers out into the deck. So when they attached it to the to the cantilever part, they just bolted it in. They didn't even bother bolting in the floor joist. So I have to put another post where it doesn't look good, but I have
1: to for safety reasons. And you mentioned a few weeks ago, and I am in total agreement with you, that a lot of decks fail at that connection between the deck and the house. Yeah, yeah. We have tried over the years, when possible, to not even connect the deck to the house, make it freestanding. Right. Because there's so many issues with failure, rot, decay, water intrusion, you name it, at that connection. Whereas if you can make it, totally independent and if you're not i mean nine feet off the ground that's tougher right right but there's still some things you can do and again we look at a spectrum or a dex unlimited they would know what to do yeah yeah, to do that properly most homeowners don't
0: well what they did on mine wasn't even code. they're not allowed to do that anymore the post must be put in now at that point thank god yeah thank exactly but you know what for me and you to be able to do it ourselves we're lucky. I, I I'm very blessed that I'm able to oh, do it to do it myself. It's fun. But, it's gratifying. But if I was working, you know, fifty, sixty hours a week, you know, it's either I take my time and build the deck or I pay someone else to take their time to build a deck. From you're right, it's gratifying. That's that's the main word I yeah. get out of it is myself. When it's all done, it's gratifying. And I don't know what it'll be do done too
1: top notch. We're lucky enough top-notch. to be old enough. To take our time and be able to do some of that because we're not working 60 hours a week at another job. And to be patient enough. I mean, you're, you're going to be effectively without that deck for about two and a half months, right? Yeah. Yeah, most of the summer. Yeah, yeah, I
0: started tearing it down probably about a month ago. And most of us wouldn't tolerate that, right? quite honestly. Right. Right. My wife doesn't want to tolerate it, but (laughs) too bad. She's got another place, though. She's being very, very calm. God bless her. So phone lines are open. Give us a call about any and and all of your housing questions or issues. 888 654 guys equals 888 654 4897. Again, phone lines are open.
1: Hey, at one of our favorite uh, retail stores, Home Depot. Okay. I, uh, I was here this morning. Was doing a search. Were you really? that's yep. oh, We well, should show. have picked up the giant yard pong that they're selling. Yard pong. You know what pong is, right? Nope. You haven't seen the kids that play the pong. I thought beer pong. I actually saw it out in Vegas. Beer pong, something like beer that. Pong, yeah, of course. They okay. A that's the... ping pong ball into sure. Yeah. For money and
0: they've money got and giant stuff. ones there.
1: They've got nine inch buckets. It's a yard pong. Okay. And they use tennis balls. Gotcha. And I think it'd be a riot. He, I,
0: so you have to drink a bucket full of beer if you get it? In? <laughs> oh, gosh.
1: I hope not. I actually thought of buying it. Uh, we used to have, play the old jarts, lawn jarts when I was a kid. And those, those those were the real darts, right? Those are illegal now. <laughs> They're not <Yeah>. even legal. <laughs> <laughs> I used to sharpen the end. <laughs> oh, gosh. I won't even. I, oh, gosh. We got stories. But Benign, Home Depot, Giant Yard Pong, I think I would enjoy and I think the kids would too, playing it. Here's something else you can get at Home Depot.
0: I don't know if you've ever heard of it. It's called a Dima brush. You ever heard of a dyma brush, Chuck?
1: That's a brush that's ten cents each, right? diamond <laughs> brush. That was good.
0: Thanks, buddy. That was good. What time is it? Eleven, twelve? <laughs> you're early. I'm a morning. Wow. Kid. Yeah, you're early. Normally you wouldn't be this loose until I at least I two wouldn't o'clock. <laughs>
1: <laughs> two, 2 PM I'd be napping. <laughs>
0: No, I tell you what this is really good for, Chuck, is all the emails we get where people have put either a paint or a solid stain on their deck, and one of the things you need to do is once you if you want to try to get that stuff off there it's a, it's impossible to be gentle and get it off there okay you you probably got to use a power washer you're probably going to kick a kick up a lot of um splinters. On your wooden deck when you do this.
1: Risk messing up the surface of the wood.
0: But this diamond brush, it goes on a disc sander, a four-inch disc um, grinder, not a sander, a grinder. And it's basically, I know you'll recognize it when I say it, it's a four-inch brush with a bunch of sandpaper bristles on it that makes wear. It's about a quarter inch each in a circle. So as you use it, it really gets that solid stain off. So if someone's out cool. there and they want to get that solid stain off of their deck or their wood. Attaches to a drill? A Porsche, attaches to a grinder, a 4-inch okay. grinder. So if you go to the depot, you can get the grinder and the brush for under $200. Take your time, wear a mask, and you can grind, not grind, but sand that stuff off. Now, once you're done, you're going to have to take a palm sander or, or a disc sander and put a nice sander on it when you're done. right. But it makes short work of that uh that solid stain. It's a great We've theme. had
1: so many emails on that. I appreciate you finding that. That's at Home Depot. Yep. And it's called Diamond Brush. Uh Dima Brush. Dima? But it's brush. not
0: a Dima brush. It is that's the name of it.
1: A little bit more than that. You know, Chuck,
0: we talk about the decks. And the decks that are built low and close to a house, they wind up having a lot of moisture underneath them. And moisture doesn't only it's not only bad for the moisture itself, but it also collects a lot of bugs a lot of ants
1: it invites them it invites them (laughs) you as well put out a welcome home sign
0: yep and we're going to be getting into the area i mean right now we got the ticks we got the mosquitoes want to get rid of those but soon we're going to start seeing all those box elder bugs and those darn marmalade stink bugs get rid of the bugs around your house today call rove r-o-v-e rove pest control 888-654-4897,
1: 888-654-4897, we really enjoy talking to you. So if you got a question, concern, or comment, give us a call.
0: Yep, we like your questions, whether they're email, but we especially like them on Saturdays and Sunday morning by calling 888-654-4897. And let's start off with Lynn in Troy. Good morning, Lynn. You're on with the guys.
5: Good morning. This is turning out to be almost a weekly occurrence that we chat. Um, and I thank you always. Good morning. I help you always for or thank you always for your help. Um, just to recap, you helped me with uh, a carbon monoxide issue I was having. Um, I had a ter- there was a terrible odor every time the air or the furnace went on, and um, they found out months later that I had a two huge wasp nests clogging the vent. Um, then after that i found out that the parts were not aligned properly that caused the carbon monoxide issue dangerous amounts not enough to set off the alarm but dangerous amounts nonetheless i called the city of troy this week because the regents club has yet another nightmare going on in the buildings with trash building up and the woman i spoke to uh, at the building or the zoning ordinance said they never pulled a permit to put those, uh, the air conditioning and heating unit in. And she's hopping mad. But aside from that, do I have any, any recourse with regard to this? I never hired these people. They worked for the Regents Club. They're no longer there. They've lost about 15 maintenance people and the management is non-existent. They've all walked out. So, um, we're just kind of, uh, treading water here
0: as a renter i would say no you 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 have no recourse um as a homeowner as a homeowner if they didn't pull a permit i mean as long as nothing happened wrong i wouldn't see what recourse it would be to to make yourself whole
1: no and here's the thing Lynn's concerned about her safety yeah as we all should be absolutely um In a situation like that, if you talk to the State of Michigan Mechanical Division uh, and let them know that this work was done without a permit, they can retroactively require an inspection to make sure it was done properly and safely, which is your concern. You want it to be done properly and safely, I assume. You don't want
5: to. Well, Tech Heating and Cooling, who they have a contract with, repaired it finally after four months. And uh, begging and asking. So I I would trust these certified people with with that company. But it's just that I found out that there was no permit pulled in the first place. So they were not only uh, negligent, but they were wrong, I guess you would say, in uh, even dealing with it in the first place.
1: One thing we would suggest, now you were not in a position to do this, but going back to our article this week, if you're hiring a company like this, standard language in every contract proposal presented to you should say if permits are required, we, the company, will obtain all necessary permits and inspections. And and they just have to say if permits are required. So that should take it off you, the homeowner, a hundred percent. But in you your so case much. you might be looking to have an inspection done retroactively. And uh, literally, in a case like that, if they know the company, they can come in, do an inspection, see that it was done properly, and they'll they'll bill them in arrears for the permit and the inspection. But other than that, uh, you'll know that it's safe. It's a safe install. Lynn, hope
0: that helps. You you have a great day.
5: You're Thank you.
1: Thank you.
0: God God bless you. Jerry in Sterling Heights. Good morning, Jerry. You're on with the guys.
6: Well, thank you. It's a great show. I I used to listen to Glenn Hagee all the time, and obviously he's gone. But thank you. My recommendation. Pardon me.
0: Thank you. Go ahead.
6: Yes, uh, recommendation. You would probably recommend the Rod Backer. I, I did my whole driveway, and uh, I suggest instead of Rod Backer which you only get 20 feet in a bag. And it's expensive. I suggest using noodles. Now, the noodle is uh, I get at uh, the dollar store. It's styrofoam, and it's about five foot long. What I did was cut it in half. And then I made strips, half inch to three quarter inch long. and and forced them all in the cracks in my driveway instead of silica, which I, I bought a tube of, and I could hardly get any out of the tube. Now, it could have been old, whatever, but it didn't work well. I used uh, concrete uh, caulking, yeah. and uh, it worked real well. And okay. uh, my driveway came out good. And I was very satisfied with it, and that was my suggestion. So instead of instead of uh, ride back or using noodle, which again cheap dollar twenty five. So that that was my suggestion, though.
0: Jerry, we love it. We love it. We greatly appreciate you calling in and uh, giving us all that tip. Okay.
6: Yes, uh, thank you very much for your time, and uh, again, it's a great show.
0: Thank you, sir. We greatly appreciate it. So just to fill a few people in there, what Jerry's talking about is is filling the joints and the seams on his driveway, whether it's between the house and the driveway or between the individual slabs themselves and even some
1: cracks. That saturated felt that was Used for years and still is in some cases. You step on the crack and break the devil's back. That stuff rots out, gets washed out. Oh the tar, the old PKs. tar stuff.
0: Yeah, so so there is a backer rod, a foam backer rod. We call it a foam rope. And what uh, what Jerry's doing is making his own, which is a great idea. Out of swimming noodles. Well swimming. We get back from break. <laughs> We're gonna to talk to our friend Bruce from Sterling Heights and Daniel from brownstown and you can give us a call
1: 888-654-GUYS you know we're just talking about a truly professional company that we really can get behind if you're having any deck work done deck redo rebuild extension or a brand new deck design and install you want to talk to the folks at decks Unlimited. Having more fun than we deserve. Want to remind you, if you don't get through to us on the phone today or tomorrow, you're welcome to email us insideoutsideguys.com dot com, and we will give you a personal response. Yes, we will.
0: Eight 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 six five four guys equals eight 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 six five four four eight nine seven. Let's go to our buddy Bruce in Sterling Heights. How you doing, Bruce?
7: Uh, I'm doing okay, guys. I just wanted to <clears throat> let you know I was listening a couple weeks ago when you talked about uh, being away from the home and having a leak. Uh, a couple weeks ago in Sterling Heights, I was screwing around with my granddaughter outside. We used the hose and had a little connector on the end of it, shut it off. Apparently it had a drip. The new Sterling Heights water system now notifies you if you have an ongoing leak. It notified me that I had a leak of five gallons per hour which is pretty slight but it sends you an email to let you know that you have a leak.
6: You know
1: that's which
7: is, that's really yeah, a cool system.
1: It is a cool system. They actually had the township up north shut us off 10 12 years ago we had a leak. But you they had noticed. a lot of bartenders shut you off the years too. <laughs> I mean it was like 30,000 <laughs> gallons of water. Uh, that they discovered, you know, and they came and, and right. shut it off and notified us. Uh, that was the old version of what you're talking about now. But had they not shut it off, it might have been another thirty to forty thousand that ran before we did, and that was inside the house.
7: <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, for one one residence to say five gallons per hour, and it was overnight at eight o'clock in the morning. I had an email.
0: That so Brucey I had he- a drip.
7: How once cool.
0: you once you saw the email, were you able to find it? And I mean, oh yeah,
7: I I, I I thought well, where's the last place we were at with my granddaughter? <laughs> so,
6: interesting.
3: I
7: walked outside and sure enough, it had a little drip, and I forgot to shut the faucet off. Normally, I, I should just shut the faucet off and not depend on the hose. But we were filling well, the Ken's always been a more hoses government hoses guy, like he that.
1: loves the government, watching everything he does. So this would be right up his alley.
7: <laughs> well i think it was a great idea and uh it really I, i've is. given up on the i've given up on my campaign on the arc fault now uh i think they're good enough going now now i have a new campaign for major appliances to have an hour meter oh okay that you can that you can look at you know to know how long they're running you pay sure. that kind of you pay that kind of money you know what kind of service you should have got right
0: you got it. No, we agree with you. A good idea. <laughs> you do, Bruce. Okay, thank you so much for your comment. <laughs>
1: thank you, Bruce. Take God care. bless you. Stay well. Hey,
0: we got phone lines. Are uh, they're pretty packed? We'll get to everyone out there. Let's talk to Dan Daniel from Brownstown.
8: Hi. Good morning. Uh, love your show and your articles in Homestyle Magazine. Thank, thank you, you, sir. So, uh, I've got a. 15-year-old patio. It was refinished about, I'm sorry, brick paver patio. It was refinished about five years ago. And with this recent rain, I noticed that uh, there's puddles across probably about two-thirds of it. It's not, you know, graded to run off. And so I'm guessing that all the water eventually is going through the seal. So I was looking at having it cleaned and resealed, but I'm wondering whether or not I should actually Ask somebody to re level the stones as the top surface as well,
0: yeah, I mean if you're, here's the problem if you have it cleaned and resealed, then you're going to see those puddles on top stay there longer because they're not going to drain into the brick beneath.
1: you got to ask why it's not draining into the substrate beneath if that's flooded yeah uh, uh, it sounds like you have to have that re pulled up and reset, yeah, you might consider uh, without seeing it um Just digging around the perimeter, maybe the perimeter of that uh, patio furthest from the house, uh, below the material that the brick pavers are sitting on, and see if water drains out of there because it sounds like you've got a kind of a flooded little pool area underneath there, but that water should drain straight down out of those bricks and into the ground below the the, uh, compacted uh, crushed concrete or stone area.
8: Yeah, unfortunately, everything's probably, other than maybe three inches of sand that the builder put on top of the clay, everything's probably uh, sitting on top of that, mostly clay. Yeah,
0: and that's the thing about brick pavers. To do brick pavers right, you, at many instances, you need to go down and remove 18 inches of that clay and put a good drainable uh, base in there. So if you don't have that, you're going to have more issues with the floating and the
1: moving Um, Over time. And if that happens during the winter months when it freezes, it'll it'll push it apart, push it up and break it and do all kinds of nasty things. So, what do you need from us,
0: sir? How can we help you?
8: Oh, I would like to find out who you would recommend that I could have come out and look at it and make suggestions.
0: Okay. Um,
1: Yeah, why don't you give Joel at just ask a call if you've got a pencil handy? We've got his number. Yeah. Okay. It's, it's 248 535 uh-huh. 1759. Five, that is 248 535 1759. Five, yes, sir. And talk to Joel. He's expert in those okay. types of things.
0: All right.
8: Sounds real good. I really appreciate it. Thank hey, you. Your
0: we appreciate your call and your, your kind words. Thank you so much, sir. All right, let's uh, let's let's go close. Let's go to Debbie in the pier. Good morning, Debbie. You're on with the guys.
9: Well, hello. Thank you so much. Your show is amazing. I learned so much. God, God bless um, you. Thanks for saying that. Back, but a few years ago, I get nervous on the phone. Okay, a few years back, my husband had a stroke. We're living in the very old farmhouse. I came. We were. Um, we had several homes, but I came back here to take care of him house is falling apart right now. I'm packing so I can leave because you had a show a week ago about the liability in contractors. When anyone comes, to, I call anyone to come to the house to get an estimate. My husband, who is obviously disabled, paralyzed on one side, sends them home. Since he's the man of the house and the boss who wants to be all that, you know? And the decision maker, they just look at me like, what, what are you wasting my time for? And I just look at them like, because the repairs need to be made. And I need the estimates to go to the banks and get the money. Starting with the roof, and right now a foot and a half of water in the basement. I have no indoor plumbing. The pipes froze last winter. I was meanwhile diagnosed with cancer and in the hospital for two months last winter. Neighbors have been helping. The family took him out of the house. Uh, At what point can – who's? what kind of contracts do you sign? Is he – I didn't I went to an elder care lawyer and tried to get guardianship, conservatorship, power of attorney to get to sell some property, to get the money to get the repairs made. Now we're in court and everyone's blaming me for not doing the repairs. I my hands are tight. I have to at what point do we condemn a house and that the house can be saved, but at what point? Uh how did this all become my fault? When when every when I know there's I tried to do everything just like you tell me on your shows, uh like I'm starting with the roof, and uh, the house can be can be saved. It's a beautiful big old stone house.
0: Debbie, let's interrupt but you because we're on a, we got we got to have a break coming up, so right, we want to want to get to you. And and you know we okay, get emails down, like yours you. on on a regular basis, and we feel terrible because there are so many people that just have nobody to help them.
1: Yeah, Debbie, do you have the power to hire people to work on that house? I'm not sure. No. You do not. No,
9: they actually took him out of the house. They said they had to rescue him from the house and that and they hid him for a year, so we finally found him, and were in court and I have a lawyer but the the issue is how did it become my fault for not for not taking better care of him in a house that was his for seventy years his whole life and always turned away contractors Don't I have any legal rights, and I know you all have legal rights to say. We don't want to do business with somebody if we know you know that person is disabled and can't. Uh, well, it can't becomes receive. a question
1: of who has the legal authority to hire someone to work on the on the property. That's that's our big question. Um, because, for instance, if Kearns Brothers come out comes out there to do your roof, we we would trust them. We would trust anything they were going to suggest to you or do.
0: And if you represent yourself as a the homeowner, they're going to give you the bid.
1: Yeah. The issue becomes if you don't pay them, they may not have a legitimate right to collect the money because you were not in a position of authority to hire the work done in the first place. And that's what a lot of companies, you know, Barrier Free Plus, they run into that all the time. Sure. Where someone has put the house into a trust, and the trust has to hire contractors, not the person that lived there for 50 years. Correct, correct.
0: And and that's up to the person that comes out to ask those questions. Um, You know, are you the main decision maker? Do you have the authority to make make these decisions? But honestly, Debbie, if you don't have the authority, your hands are kind of tied. They are tied.
1: They really are. are They are
0: tied because what you could do is get yourself in trouble. You have liability on your end if you do things that you're not supposed to do.
9: Name is on the deed, so we're married. So I, for for 38 years, so I just thought all I had to do was call, and 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 get and get the work done. And you know, I mean, I, You said you were on the property. deed. Yes. Yeah, I own the property, so. Oh but, well, then yeah, you do. You know, the so property. that. Point, Hey, Debbie, can
0: you you send us an email, please? Go to theinsideoutsideguys.com, hit contact the guy, send us an email. We'll make sure to get back to you. We can help you. Yeah, let's get a conversation going
9: on
1: this. You probably do have legal authority if Uh, you're on the deed and you own the property.
0: Yep, yep. We got to go to break, though. We will talk to you over email, ma'am. In the meantime, Clarkson Window and Door, great company, uses great windows, great owner, honest, ethical. Clarkson Window
1: welcome back everybody appreciate you being with us we're going to stick with the phones we've got a couple very patient callers
0: yeah uh in a minute we're going to get to william from brownstown but just before that we're going to talk to doug from ray township michigan good morning doug you're on with the i'm with the guys good
10: morning how are you guys doing
0: fantastic sir how can we help you today
10: um okay so i have an outside spigot that they frost proof vacuum brake spigot and air is getting incorporated into it it's a new unit it's a prior spigot on the same line the same plumbing line so i have a well pressure tank there's an iron filter in between but on that same three-quarter inch line the spigot that comes right past the well does not incorporate air the one at the other end the suspect one Incorporates air. You hear it spitting, and when you try to run a pressure washer, it causes the pressure washer to keep hiccuping.
3: Yeah, now, you could have a bad is, vacuum is breaker it, on that
1: hose bib.
10: It could—you know—it's brand another... new unit, but it could just be a bad. Yes. Well, oh, here's the other question: In between that line, the primary water to the house is teed off of that line. And from that T, it goes to a Hague iron filter, and then the water softener, and then back to the rest of the house. Could the iron filter be incorporating air in that part of the line going out to that bib? Sure. It's downstream from the other bib.
1: It could happen. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah.
10: So that's something to talk to the iron filter people about? And, uh, well,
1: yeah. They have check cells
10: and breathers in there.
1: Your input and your output in those filters should be arranged such that air cannot be incorporated into the outgoing water. But it is possible, yeah, but the thing depending is, on the age of yeah, the unit it's, it's and not the condition outgoing. of the unit.
10: It's not, yeah, it's not outgoing water, though. That outgoing water from the iron filter goes to a completely different plumbing system. The plumbing system going to the hose bibs is unfiltered, untreated water.
1: Then it's not likely that that's, that's – yeah, that's highly unlikely that that's your issue then. I would look first to the vacuum breaker. Yeah.
10: Okay. You're getting air. You're that's getting, probably simple air. enough. Cause, yes. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, you can replace – I know you can replace those vacuum – or the uh, – the top piece of it comes apart, maybe I should just try replacing that. Yeah,
0: you definitely can, sir, and hopefully that helps you. We have one more we got to try to get to by the end of the show, Doug. Thank you so much for yeah. calling. Yeah, no problem. We thanks, and
10: thanks, thanks for your great show.
0: Thank you very much, sir. Let's talk to William in Brownstown. Good morning, William. You're on with the guys.
3: Uh, good morning, guys. I've, I've had this problem for over two months. I had a new water tank put in. The old tank was leaking and rusty at the bottom. Uh, When they took that tank out, they uh, used a vacuum unit to suck the water out, and then they replaced the new tank. Uh, The assembly and everything looks fine. I had a friend of mine look at at the tank and everything. He sees everything looks good. But what the issue is, on all my handles for my faucets and my showers, if I turn it all the way up to hot, it'll finally be hot, then I go down to get cold. I can't get cold. I have to go to cold, and I come up, and it's cold, and I can't get a balance on any of my faucet handles. And I have them on three sinks, two showers, and two tubs. And it's throughout the house. The worst one is in my kitchen. I uh, have a leak right now in the cartridge, which I replaced a couple months ago after I had the tank put in because that started leaking. And I just wonder if I have debris in the line from that rust from the tank, or what's going on because I still got a little bit of rust out of one of the uh, the ones in the the faucet for the sink in the kitchen. When I took out the strainer on there, and a little bit of rust come out. But you're talking uh, about I, you
1: got a new pressure tank. You have a water well. Yeah, I
3: got uh, yeah, I got a new new tank right. And the the thing is. Uh, Every, t- every time I try to get hot water or cold water, I, ha- I can't get a, a mix on any of my handle valves.
0: All right. We want to make sure we get this right, sir. When you say tank, are you talking about a, a water heater or are you talking about a pressure tank? Are you on a well?
3: No, I'm not on a well. I'm on a, it's okay. a regular pressure tank. The water comes in from the city and on the cold side, and then it heats up, and then it uh, also has okay. a line that goes for the hot and then it's got a, a motor that evaporates the gas. It's a gas tank, gas heater tank.
1: So it's a water heater.
3: Water heater, regular water heater, right? Uh, the old okay. one was working fine, uh, but it, when it developed the, the rust and, and the leak, it, I had to have it replaced.
0: And before, before you had it replaced, all your, your spigots were balanced, right? All your faucets were balanced? You never that had any changed. issue with the hot water and cold water?
3: Just in the kitchen, all the rest of them were balanced.
1: Interesting. It's not unusual when old plumbing is disturbed to have material, particulate, released into the pipes that can affect faucets throughout the house. Uh, in some cases, you have to disassemble those faucets. aerator, start with the aerator. New with cost, the aerator. Yeah, yeah, new cartridges in them. Uh, clean the aerator out if it's if, if if you're lucky enough to have that be the issue um, you know, at the very end of the faucet there. Um, so I would start there if you feel qualified to do that.
3: Yeah, what I did is I uh, uh, all my plumbing is uh, certified by reputable companies, and they uh, sent me all the uh, valves, hot and cold valves, like cartridges that go into them. So I have all those ready to go. And uh, the fellow that was supposed to uh, do the work for me got injured, and uh, he can't do the work now. But and I'm 77, and I I probably could do it myself. But my wife would rather have someone come out that's a professional.
0: We understand. Do you, need a, do you need help with that? Do you need us to get you a, uh, a professional, sir?
3: Yeah, I need, I need to find somebody that's reputable that would uh, – not just coming in and say, "Oh, you need to replace all your pipes or something like
0: crazy like that." Well, we have two guys. I have two... I have,
3: I have, I have copper lines.
0: Do you? Uh, well, two things. things. We're up again, we're not going to have time to get this to you. If you could email us or or give us a call back tomorrow morning, um, the two companies okay. that we're going to refer to you is Shelby Mechanical and Waterwork Plumbing. Either one of those, we trust they have taken care of many, many, many of our listeners over the years. So you can look them up or give us a call back tomorrow morning. We'll make sure to get you that information. Thank you so much for calling in today, William. We greatly appreciate it. In the meantime, everyone, we'll see you tomorrow morning, 10 a.m., uh, for another edition of the Inside Outside Guys. We'll be taking your phone calls tomorrow morning. In the meantime, if you need anything, and we need anything for your house, go to the theinsideoutsideguys.com because from the roof to the basement, the street to the back fence, if you need it, The Inside
1: Outside guys are here for you today and every day. Everybody, thank you so much. Until next time,
2: bye-bye.